Uh, we're live. Oh, I missed the That's thumbs us. up. We're live. Hi. The flying thumbs up. Yes. How's everybody doing? Tonight is the Dylan Talks Tone live. Uh, Q&A, Patreon stuff, YouTube member stuff. We have a whole bunch of stuff that we'll get into. You see the thumbnail. Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk the Gibson stuff. We're going to talk the Epiphone stuff. Some really weird things going on. Uh, let's uh, let's get started. That's it. And thanks for watching. That's it. <laughs> the live show. Anything about the pickups? And, and <laughs> go on the website to see all of our pickups. <laughs> thanks for watching. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> That's the best sponsorship read oh, ever. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty Thanks, awesome. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Owen, for uh, for doing that for us. I appreciate it very much. Uh, so, we have some interesting things to talk about tonight. Do we? We do. Okay. Because, well, there's a few things. I wanted to address uh, a bunch of things in the YouTubes mm -hmm. this week. Uh, first of all, for all the people that made fun of my crazy watch, I'm wearing it just so here, well, close just up, cause. Yeah, just so you can see it close again. And I actually put it in another video that's coming out next week, just cause I think it's funny. And somebody else made fun of my stupid shirts. So I wore a stupid shirt on purpose. I just want to make sure that we fully embrace everybody who, you know, uh, notices the details about our videos, like. You're, All those you're watching. Unrelated details. You're watching. You're really watching. Never mind the guitar content, but you're paying attention. <laughs> so I wanted to reward you with more details. So that was that was the other thing. The other thing too is um, people seem to think because I did a video about like Gibson Les Pauls versus Epiphone Les Pauls that uh, somehow I hate Les Epiphones. Oh really? Yeah, because. Because I said a $2,500 guitar is better than like an $800 guitar. Mm -hmm. And it is. But that doesn't mean the Epiphone is bad. It's just they're different. Wait, you like them both? I Yeah, it's it's hard. It's weird to in 2021 to like two things at the same time. To like two seemingly opposing things. That philosopher said Dylan's shirt gets me so emotional, baby. Hey, man. I'm telling you what. Now that song's stuck in my head. That's right. That's right. Um, anyway, Every so... Every time I think of you. <laughs> oh, great. Are we going to be interjecting lyrics all night? Speaking of that, we're going to talk about... Uh, PJ Harvey. A PJ Harvey record. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, so we're going to talk about some Epiphone stuff. We're going to talk about some very interesting... Leslie tried to buy like a $65,000 guitar today. So we're going to talk about that. Um, she did not succeed because she did not do it in time. 
slow. So we're actually going to work that into the Patreon questions because somebody actually asked about that. That's why that whole thing came cool. up. Okay. So we're going to actually jump straight in. For those of you that are new to this, we have a Patreon and a YouTube member kind of set up where I post a thing every week. And if you're a Patreon member or a uh, YouTube member, you we feature your questions on the screen, blah, 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 blah. So, and we're gonna talk more about that. So today I completely revamped the entire Patreon thing, the entire YouTube thing, so you could have more cool stuff. So we're gonna talk about that in a little bit, but we're gonna take care of the questions first. So the first one, I kind of did these in order on purpose. Charles wants to know, he said, Charles, I would be interested in knowing how to adjust pickup height with a lab scope if possible. Thanks for sharing all the information on your channel. Okay. This is something that I need to do because people have been asking for this video. So, um, I guess I need to buy an oscilloscope. That's the thing. I don't have one. Mm. So if you have suggestions um, for a good like USB type oscilloscope, because I don't want to carry another piece of equipment around because motorhome. So um, I would like something super compact and portable that can fit in my tool bag. Like usually there's just a little box with some probes and it goes into a USB thing. It has to work with a Mac because I don't have a PC. If you have suggestions about that, please let me know because I'd like to buy one for sure. Um, and don't be like, this is the cheapest one on Amazon. Like I want it to work. So I will pay for it if it works well. You know what I mean? Because it's a tool like test equipment has to work, <laughs> right? Otherwise it's not test equipment. So I want to make sure it works. Um, do not leave links in the, your comments because YouTube kicks those out and I don't get it and we don't get to see them. So don't leave links. Just tell me, hey, check out this particular model, whatever, if you have suggestions, because that's something that I really, really want to do. If you have questions that you want to add on later, Leslie is taking care of that. So ask them and she'll try to catch them for us for later. Brett, I'm almost done building a pickup winder. Other than being flat, what material would you recommend for mounting the bobbins? Um, I... I, okay, so I used to not care, and I used um, a half-inch thick piece of acrylic with double-sided tape. Really, really simple. Since I got my Mojo Tone Winder, um, I'm hooked on being able to clamp it on. So, look at that winder. We did a bunch of videos on it. I know you've seen them because I know you've been watching that stuff. Go back and look at those and look at how it's made. Basically, it's an aluminum bar with a hole threaded in it with a couple of slots. So you can actually have a screw and a bar come in from the top and like hold a bar down, or you can have two screws coming from the bottom, like through a humbucker bobbin, and then another bar on top of it, and it clamps it in between. It is the bomb because pickups never fly off. You don't have to worry about balancing them. Um, it can be on there crooked because it's never really crooked, but it can be off center a little bit and it does not matter. Like your wind, it doesn't affect your winding. It never flies off. If you're a little bit off center with three, 3M tape, it like 
gets it out of balance and it's like a washing machine and it literally will shake and fly apart. So check out that clamping system before you uh, make the move for just 3M tape. But if you're just trying to get going, anything flat with 3M tape is probably the first way to go. Thin 3M tape, very thin, like the clear kind that you can see through. Uh, BC Rich, this is an interesting question. <clears throat> How long before the costs of wooden necks and bodies will reach the point where it's cost effective to begin using composites and other manufactured materials instead of wood? Or will players and owners reject the transition and will always see wood as the primary material for electric guitars? D, all of the above. Um, this is a really interesting question, especially since I just spent a day at McPherson Guitars, mm -hmm. looking at the way they construct their wooden guitars as well as their carbon fiber guitars. And there's a couple of things I'm going to say here. How long before the cost of wooden necks and bodies reach the point where it's effective to use composites? We're already there. Not because wood is getting expensive, but because good composites are becoming more economical. They are scalable. They are the same every time. The quality is easier to control and it's just easier. It's just easier. You can, and it's stronger. It's more reliable, like everything about it. Even if you put carbon in a wooden guitar, like for a truss rod or something, it's more reliable. I'm going to show you some stuff. When, when this McPherson video comes out, your mind will be blown. I had no idea how much carbon fiber was in the wood neck of a, car, a McPherson guitar. It's insane. In a wood neck? In the wooden guitars. They're mm. $10,000, $15,000, $20,000 wooden guitars. The amount of carbon fiber in that neck, you're like, whoa, no wonder they don't have a truss rod. Their wooden guitars don't have a truss rod either? I didn't realize Oh, that. no. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Um, will players and owners reject this transition and we, will we always see wood? Yes, there's always going to be people that think you can't use composite materials and get the same sound. But here's the thing. Every piece of wood is different. Every tree is different. The age of every wood is different. How the wood is aged is different. It's 100% inconsistency. Cellular stuff, like organic stuff, is inconsistent, period, period. 20 years ago, because I can hear you in the comments already, or oh, I tried this guitar from blah, blah, blah year. Yeah, 20 years ago, they sucked. They really did. However, with composite technology now, it is getting so good. Like Formula One cars, bicycles, everything is getting so good. And you're going to say, well, that's not a guitar. I care about vibration and tune. Yeah, but Formula One cars do too. Like the front wing of a Formula One car going down a straightaway at 190 miles an hour, it needs to vibrate this many thousands of an inch or this many millimeters. Otherwise, the car is disqualified. If you don't think that there has not been engineering gone into composite materials in other fields that will apply itself to guitars, you got another thing coming. And with the technology the way it is, there is no reason. I'm just going to make this statement and I stand by it. There is no reason in 2021 and the years to come that a synthetic material will not be able to surpass an organic material in 
the way it sounds and the way it feels in comparison to wood. Period. Because the technology is there, the knowledge is there. The only problem is, is that the guitar companies are not as a whole putting the amount of engineering into it as, as needed to bring it up to the, it, the bottom line is most guitar companies think it's a waste of time. There are a couple of guitar companies who do not think it's a waste of time and they are doing it. And McPherson is doing it. It is unbelievable. I am like 100%. So I, okay. People make fun of me about being a fanboy of about various stuff. I will 100% admit it. Before I went to McPherson, I loved my guitar. And now that I understand what goes into it and the mindset and the fact that they're like, we're going to make the best guitar, period. No matter what anybody says, no matter what some dude says about Tonewood, we're going to make the best guitar, period, out of whatever we want with whatever we want. And it's going to be the best. And it is. It costs a lot. But as with anything and the progress that goes with it, it's going to scale down to, you know, Cell phones used to be expensive and computers used to be expensive and now they're not. So, you know, it's going to be awesome. Anyway, it's a huge rant on that, but I loved it when he asked that question because I was like, this is, mm, this has been on my mind lately. Now we get Leslie to rant on something. Jeff wants to know, so what are your thoughts on Gibson selling shares on prototype guitars? which seem to have highly inflated values. Hmm. So there was an article that came out in the guitarist or guitar world or guitar world. it was guitar world. That's what you shared with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the one I shared with you. So, uh, it makes it sound like Gibson is selling shares like $15, $5, whatever of a $65,000 guitar as a cash grab. Like, that's the way it reads in the article. Correct. But that is not what's happening. I don't think as, so. As we've, we did a bunch of research on this. We might be a, a little bit wrong here, but we did a bunch of research on it and on the company that's involved. Because actually, Gibson has very little to do with this process. Um, what it appears that's really happened, and I say appears... But what it appears has really happened is Gibson sold a guitar to a third-party company, mm -hmm. right? Called, what they're called? Rally. Rally. The, Rally is a company that buys valuable things like vintage cars. They are, so if you read about the founders, they are car guys. That's how it started. Yeah, because it was called Rally Auto or Rally yeah. something. Yeah. Definitely started with cars. Mm -hmm. So they buy valuable items. We're talking like fossils from dinosaurs we're talking wine we're talking cars we're talking guitars they Sports bought cards yep oh yeah yeah, yeah. like Babe Ruth cards, cards or whatever yeah, yeah. yep jerseys super valuable and the stuff that's going to appreciate they buy it mm -hmm. and then what they do is they they take the stuff and they store it and they sell shares so all of us could buy $50 share $20 share, whatever. It's usually about 50 bucks. I've noticed that the average investment that somebody makes is around $300. Yeah, but that's probably because they're multiply invested, right? Oh, yes. With many. So you I could. Mean, in for instance, the slash guitar, mm -hmm. the shares are $5. Mm -hmm. 
which you tried to buy today. I wanted to buy today. Couldn't get it done in time, yeah. and it was sold out super quick. Mm -hmm. I don't think it started today. I just found out about it today. Right. And you're a Slash fan, so you're like, I'm going to buy a share of this guitar. Well, <laughs> the article listed, what, three guitar players mm -hmm. and their prototypes, and I, don't, I only knew one name, so I was like, well, I'd want to remember this in case it came up in conversation, so I was going to shoot for Slash, and that was the only one available at the time. Anyway. So basically what's happening is <clears throat> this company is buying these guitars from Gibson. They are then selling shares so you can own a share in this guitar. If this guitar appreciates, then you can cash in your shares just like a stock mm -hmm. and take your return on the appreciation of that item. At the same time, you could invest in a 63 Corvette, like whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, they're calling it uh, alternative investment strategy. It is all um, within SEC guidelines. So I'm assuming that there is a prospectus that goes along with each thing. It's all the things like a normal, um, it's all, it's not insured obviously, cause it's a, because it's basically a stock in a thing instead of a stock in a company is basically yeah but those thing. things are also stored in a place where you could go look at them almost like a museum which right. is a really <clears throat> cool thing too and you could actually go make a cash offer for the thing so let's not use not necessarily in person in the app right so to break it down what let's use a, these guitars for an example so i think what they've done is they've bought the guitar from gibson and then for let's say $65,000 or whatever. They then hold that guitar in their facility. And as that guitar appreciates, if it appreciates, everyone who then has not having anything to do with Gibson has bought a share in that guitar. So if I bought a $5 share in that guitar, if it appreciated doubled in value, then I would get a return on my money when somebody goes and says, I want to pay, I want to buy that guitar and I'll give you twice as much as what you paid for it. It's just like any other stock. Gibson, where Gibson's making their money is they are building a guitar, which obviously doesn't cost them very much to make really. They are, this company is assuming that they are, the guitar is going to appreciate. So they are purchasing the guitar from Gibson at an inflated price because they believe that it's going to appreciate and surpass that inflated price. And so Gibson gets to make a lot of money on one guitar. That's all it is. Gibson does have, basically has very little to do with it. What I think is very cool about it is for brand recognition wise, and for even for the rest of you who bought a regular Tony Iommi SG, like the, not the prototype, but maybe the custom shop one or the, you know, the artist one, it's going to bring recognition to that guitar. Your guitar might actually be worth more because of the provenance that came with that whole situation. So it's probably very good. And it's also good for the brand. Also, also the average participant. So the, the average investor on this app is 27 years old. So they have, they are reaching a younger 
and affluent, maybe not affluent, but a younger audience. I think you don't have to be affluent as uh, well, maybe that's appeal true. too. Yep. Um, I searched a lot of the things that are currently available, um, currently closed, like um, after their initial investment offering and then the ones that have probably sold and so are just totally completed. Everything's still in the app. Um, and it looks like this is the first musical instrument. So I'm not going to say it's an experiment. They obviously have some history, you know, and they're just following their protocol. Um, but it is interesting that it is, I mean, it's no different than auction. I mean, they could also auction off one of these guitars. So what's the difference? People are saying like, um, People are saying, JC says, if they were vintage guitars, I could see them going up, but these are modern guitars, aren't they? But yeah, that's not necessarily true. I mean, have you ever been to Barrett Jackson? Um, the first model of the C8 Corvette went for millions of dollars. The first Ford GT that came out in 2015 or whatever went for millions of dollars. Like the first of anything, prototypes of anything go for lots of money. So you know, um, I know of some other prototypes that are going for guitars that are going for way more money than you would ever imagine. People want them. And even though we cannot imagine that that would happen, there are collectors that will pay this money and it will drive up those prices and guitars. And that's the thing too. You have to think about it. The, um, the investment landscape so i don't know if you guys know this or not you probably don't i used to have my series 6 series 7 series 63 all of my sec certifications for selling variable products i used to actually do all this and what i will tell you is in the last 15 years or so the investment landscape has changed now we have crypto now we have all of these alternative like there are lots of people buying vintage guitars vintage cars because they know the return is going to be higher. I mean, I can't buy a Porsche Boxster 918 for near what I could have bought it for three years ago. Stuff is going up right now. So, um, especially collectible stuff. So I think this is amazing. I think it's really, really cool. And I know that there's a lot of bad energy on the internet about it because they think Gibson's doing a dumb thing. But what they're doing is they're injecting themselves into a culture and expanding their brand, like recognition-wise. It's just another audience. It's like being on another social media platform almost. But also, I mean, sure, they had to decide to sell, but that's what they do is sell things. What does it matter who mm -hmm. buys it? Like, or how much they pay for it. This could have been all driven by rally. Like, hey, we want to get into the guitar. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why, you know, nobody's looking down on the Corvette people. Like, why is it a, why is it a thing? I don't know. Yeah. I just find it very, very interesting. I'm trying to get rid of the collection. Uh, before you sell that breed love, Doug, I need to know about it. <laughs> I get first right of refusal on that breed love. <clears throat> what does that mean? First right of refusal? He says, it's for sale. It comes to me first. And I say, 
I can't afford it. I don't want to buy it. Then He's he not gets, gonna say that. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna buy it back from you. I'm gonna want that guitar back. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it or where I'm gonna keep it, but I'm gonna get it back from you. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't know. I feel like you threw me under the bus with that. I didn't know it was so such a negative topic. I thought it was cool. Well, that's why I wanted to talk about it like this, because I think it is cool. It's very cool. And for everybody that's not really familiar with how all that stuff works, they're just seeing Gibson doing a dumb thing, but it's not. It's not at all. It's like a, I don't know. I think it's awesome. We'll see. I mean, I it might It might not flop. work. I don't know. It might not work, and a bunch of people who gave them five bucks might get $4 back, but at least it's not a huge investment either. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that part of it works. I guess things can flop. I mean, everything is a risk when you go to That's invest true. stuff, right? That's true. So, you know. But too bad you couldn't buy. Five, so I could watch it go. Five dollars worth of Slash's guitar today. Oh well. I've been. Anyway, all right. What's next? I guess PJ Harvey. That's next. Okay. What do you think about PJ Harvey? You made me go first last time. Um, PJ Harvey record. So we listened to PJ Harvey. Yeah, which one? Dry. Dry. Which is the first one. Which is exactly what I thought the whole time. What does that mean? <laughs> that it was dry. Wow. Um, I used to really love her. And why don't you now? Um, I'm not saying I don't. I used to be able to listen to an entire, like, I could listen to tons of her stuff. I had to do it in stages this time. Like, three songs at a time and take a break. That's because your phone kept ringing. Yeah, but it was, I was like, <laughs> oh, sweet, my phone's ringing. I could take a break. Because I was trying to listen to it from start to back. I guess it just goes to show me again, like last week. I'm changing. I don't like stuff like I used to like it. And that's interesting because we get so hooked, especially on music, around a certain particular time period or whatever. And that is the time period. It is the time period. Okay. Um, and I, I just didn't know. That came out, in, that was way after I graduated from high school. 2000, right? No. No. Did I get that wrong? 2000 is wrong. It came out the same year. Oh, early like, 90s. Yeah, My bad. 10 and all that came out. Oh, 92. 92. Oh, so I, yes. So high school was, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, by all rights, like that's where my favorite music should be from. And it's just not, I loved it. And I will tell you, I used to love it and I did love some things about it. So here's what I like about it musically. She's very experimental for a punk kind of person. I love punk music, obviously. It's like my favorite thing. One of my favorite things. Uh, she's really experimental with sounds, which I think is really cool, but very basic. She's got like three or four guitars, like a Firebird and a Tele and a Gretsch. Um, she doesn't use a ton of pedals. Um, she's super simple with amps and she can still get a bunch of sounds. What I also really, really liked is her use of strings. Um, I'm kind of over her voice. I'm kind of tired of annoying sounding female voices kind of like you are um but i really did i really liked it but i 
I have to take it in like smaller doses and I have to be like, yes, I remember why I used to like this. Not like I'm going to like this record forever. It was weird hmm. for me. That one, it was a weird one today. I was like, I used to totally love this. Interesting. And now I just kind of don't. If it was like more electronic or heavy, I probably would like it. I think I'm liking more stuff that kids like. I'm liking more hip hop. I'm definitely liking more electronic music. Yeah. All the people that say music sucks, I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I kind of like it. But I do like the strings. The strings were cool. What I didn't like is the latter part of the record. I felt like she was out of tune all the time. Because her like dissonant notes are very cool, but they're very conflicting and stressful sounding. And so the strings against the guitar, a lot of times, were almost sounded out of tune. Hmm. Yeah. What did you like or didn't like? You didn't like her voice. So. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it the whole time. I know, again, never heard any of these songs before. So while it was in a very, that time, because I had to look it up, I was like. Let's just say Leslie did not go to high school at the same time I I went to high school. (laughs) Um, I didn't know any of these songs. Um, But then I, and after, so after I listened to the album, I did look at her most popular songs because I could only think of one. And that's the only one I know is the Down by the Water one that that everybody knows, right? Okay. Well, this is not that album. Um. So back to the album. I am mad that I didn't know this album. You liked it that much? I loved it. Really? I loved it. I do like (laughs) angsty, very distinct voices. But usually female voices you don't like at all. Yeah, but I like Avril Lavigne, like Uh... angry females, Alanis Morissette back in the day, like. I did like that. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of that. And she has like a punk feel to her. And Big time. the strings, of course, got me. Because I thought of if you, yeah. there are violin, cello strings in anything, I'm, I'm all in. And so even how she, um, you know, she has some crazy sounds that come out of, her, out of her guitar too. And then she has the violin. I really liked it. Um, I mean, I was literally like, why did I not know about it? I felt like, remember we laugh about Brianna discovering Pantera? I felt like that. Like, really? why did I not know about this? I loved it. Really? Like, listened to a couple songs twice. Like, listened wow. to the whole album and then went back and listened. See, this is why we do this, though. Because so, I'm... Don't co- prejudge me. No. I, I mean, for sure. I guess not. Because I'm really, really... Yes. Somebody said Fiona Apple. I liked her too. See, I liked all of that stuff. Now I got to go listen to that again and see if I still like it. Tori Dress a. is was my favorite song on this album. Dastardly Dave brought it up. That was my favorite one on the album. That's the one that made me want to listen twice. Crazy. Ivan says I have a Benjamin Button thing going. What does that mean? Like living my life backwards. I never saw that movie. Somebody's singing happy birthday out there. Um, so, anyway, I think who suggested that one? Like Wayne Hussey. Um, 
Yes, thank you. Yeah, I I thought she's not from Canada, is she? She's from England? I thought Where's, so. Yeah. <laughs> that philosopher said basically Leslie likes Canadian singers. I definitely will go. If there's an accent, if there's an option for an accent, except Wisconsin, I'm probably in. Oh, my God. I'm so ready to leave this place just based on how people talk. Hey, Rob. Rob's here. He hasn't been around lately. And so Is that Rob? That's Rob. The Rob that we met at the, the coffee shop? In Tennessee. Hi, yeah. Rob. The Rob. Um, some people are talking about uh, Bill and a few people are talking about um, they think the guitar market's going to crash after the pandemic is over. Uh, first of all, is the pandemic going to be over, number one? Without, without like getting too deep into the weeds on that. But I mean, is it, there's no like calendar, like the end of the year, it's going to be whatever, like we don't foresee, you know what I mean? So that's a weird thing. But also the guitar market is not, this is not the guitar market. He said, hi, I miss you. The guitar market so is, uh, Rob, you need to stick around because we switched up some stuff on Patreon and you need to know about it. Um which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. The guitar market that you and I think of is like what guitars we can buy for a couple of grand at most on Craigslist. That's not this market. There is a whole nother market that is way above that. When we're talking 30, 40, $50,000 guitars, I was at McPherson last week and we were talking about stuff that costs almost as much as a Mercedes. And these people have five and six and seven of these guitars. And that's only that brand. And then they have however many more. Did you know how, you know how big the market is? A uh, fat philosopher could probably speak to this. In Japan, in Australia, in Singapore. And we're not talking about use less pause here. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars and we're not talking about guitars that we play or hey i bought this cool guitar do you want to see it we're talking about stuff that is kept in vaults that is for investment purposes this stuff is a completely different level than hey man used epiphones seem to be going up in price on reverb you know that's not the same thing <laughs> i mean i hate to sit break it to everybody but it's a completely different thing so I mean, I'm not in it, you know what I mean? And I know most of us probably aren't in, in the huge, you know, big, big money stuff. But it's out there, and there's a lot of it. A lot more. I've learned this this summer, and some of the people that I've met this summer, I'm realizing, like, whoa, there's a whole nother level mm -hmm. that I had no idea. I didn't, I mean, I knew it existed, but I didn't know it was so active. Well, and then it's hard to keep up with those markets, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, we can keep up with the United States. We can keep up with probably England. There are some big shows there, too, right? Like, mm -hmm. and they speak the same language. But when you get into other markets that aren't on the same platforms and don't speak the same language, mm -hmm. like, how are you supposed to keep up with that? So, yeah, and China's it is something huge. you take for granted. Yeah, but... China's huge, and we don't even know what's going on there. Right. But as far as the high dollar stuff, it's massive. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a whole nother world above everything that I'm familiar with. And bigger than here and more people yeah yeah the uk's are um 
The EU is bigger than the United States population-wise. Yeah, and China's way bigger than China's that. way bigger, yeah. So, um, so Rick Bonneville, we were talking about accents. He said, Leslie, I'm from Winnipeg. You're the one with the accent. <laughs> what southern state are you from? I'm from Georgia. <laughs> yep. Uh, what are you drinking tonight, by the way? Somebody did ask if it was happy hour yet. What are you drinking? I'm drinking... I think this is the ginger one. Yeah, it's called Sip. Oh, is it just, does it just say Sip Gingerly? It is the, it has a ginger, it's a hard cider from the Apple Barn in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And I'm drinking Metallica whiskey. Yeah, so that's not only, so this whole music thing started from a podcast and going down the rabbit hole of Metallica Black. And then I'm still listening to that podcast, and I was like, wait, what is this whiskey? And then looked it up. Sure enough, they were selling it near us, and I had to have it. And I actually like it, and I don't normally drink whiskey. They're still talking about driving prices. It's a prices. spicy, but it's they're, good. They're still talking about prices falling with guitars. Maybe prices will fall before I buy that guitar back from Doug. <laughs> um, not to call him out, but Doug left a comment earlier that said, I might just give it back to you. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue. I mean, that's driving down prices right there. Um, let's ask some que- answer some questions. Mm-hmm. We've got some in there already, right? What do you got? Dennis Paulson said, did I miss the black end review? Uh, so can we talk about it for a minute? Yeah, Let's can you can you dig up some questions and I'll just let them know the rundown on the Blackened review? The questions are ready. Oh, okay. So the review on the Blackened is um, the first sip I took, I actually didn't like it that much. But I've been drinking it the last few days. Uh, just or Over the last week, I guess I've had three times maybe. Um, the nose is a little harsh. So you're like, oh, wow, you know. But it has a really long evolution, and it's real spicy. Like, it's got various, um, I mean, there's some, maybe some nutmeg in there. There's some other, like. It is spicy. It's very, it's got, it, yeah, it's like a spice cabinet as it goes out. Um, and it's really, really good. It's really good. And the finish, the guy, whoever the distiller guy it was, who since passed away. Um, so they... It's a collaboration. People are like Metallica Whiskey. It's a collaboration. Blackened is... They have other lines too. So this this one is called Blackened. Um, but this distiller that they worked with, apparently finishing is his thing. And mm-hmm. so this is finished in um, some kind of brandy. That's where the spices come from. Yeah. And it's not real peaty. There's a little bit of wood in there, but it's not peaty like scotch. It's, it's very good. The, the finish is very complex, which, so it start you, you go, mm, whoa, that's got a little bit of hit to it. And then it, then it like does a thing, man. It's yeah. good. It's worth trying. And it wasn't expensive. It was like 40 bucks. Yeah. But of course that's relevant to where we're at. I don't know. I feel like things were a little high here mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it was 40 bucks and it was just like, ah, oh, it's worth trying. Um, 
I mean, it made a really cool post. They're really active on their social media. They reposted my picture. So, you know, it makes you feel a little excited. We also haven't gotten to use our horn yet tonight for the Super Chat thing. Anyway, go ahead. Answer, ask some questions. All right. Let me grab one more that came in. Um, so that I don't miss it. And then we'll flip back over. All right. So... Spike's Guitar Garage. Did you see the fake Fender that came into my shop? I did not. I did. You posted it in your group. I have not been in my group since a couple days. I Sorry. Spike. My bad. It came up in my feed. Um, so, okay. To be fair, I was just complaining to you about this today. Not about you. I was complaining to you about this. Facebook has done this stupid thing on the mobile side. I don't know if you have, if you manage a group or not, or you have a Facebook page, but I don't know what I'm posting to half the time. I have, this is like old man problem, but I'm like, have to relearn the app again. So that is probably why I have not been in there. Cause I've been like thinking I'm looking at stuff and not covering all the bases. So I apologize. Oh, sweet. Super chat. Thank. Tom's Tourville. I appreciate that very, very much. Let's hear it. Um, Thanks, There should Thomas. be three of them. Thanks, Gary. Holy See, smokes. I love that they like the hornet. Exactly. It's very interruptive, and I like that. Um, Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I appreciate it. We need to talk about Patreon, too. Maybe we should do that before we Oh, Thanks, we have more. Paul. Thanks, Paul. Okay, let's talk about Patreon really quick and YouTube members because it's really important. Um, and then we're going to get to some more questions. Because I know some people can't stay longer and stuff. So, Okay, so here's the deal. Um, we used to have three... We have three levels on Patreon. Thanks, Jim Woodward. He Wait, said, first time here from Chesapeake, Virginia. Wait, is this Jim Woodward like on Facebook all the time, Jim Woodward? He says Woodard. Is oh, Woodard. Okay, nope, it's not. Hi, Jim. Nice to thank meet Jim. you. Uh, thank you for the super chat. I appreciate that. So let me explain the Patreon thing. We have a Patreon. There are three levels to it. We've been doing it for a long time. The bottom level the entry level five dollars is i post a thing once a week that allows you to then ask questions and get stuff featured and i check patreon every day and if you have a question with your personal guitar like that's where i go to check stuff because i can't always keep up with all the other ridiculous amounts of messages i get in every platform across the internet every day it's a lot so and apparently it's getting old and don't know where those messages are exactly and so i guarantee you that if it's even if it's a little slow getting to it because i only check it a couple of times a day or you know once a day i do check patreon so if you have questions with your guitar if you have problems tech support stuff that's where you'll get an answer okay five bucks also that's the one that this is the level that, well, everybody on Patreon, if you ask a question on a post over there that I make every week, um, like on Wednesday or 
Tuesday or Wednesday, usually I make this post and it's, hey, here's where you ask the questions for the live show. That's how you end up on the screen. Unless it's a super chat, then you end up on the screen anyways. That's how you end up on the screen. I also write your name on the board and it's a good thing. Yes. I also uh, update Patreon. This is something I started recently for $5 part of this. I update Patreon every week about where we are physically because I don't publicize that on YouTube. So it's only on Patreon. Um, and I, so I public, I, I do put, I do that so that if you want to meet up or whatever, and that's how like Rob got to meet up with us because uh, he knew where we were because I announced that on Patreon. I just do a little video and tell you where we are and what's going on. And I let you know what videos are coming up. And if you have any questions to add or answers to add or things to add to any of the videos, we do that. Every person on Patreon gets 10% off everything we make at Dylan Talks Tone. I don't know if you know that or not, but every person on Patreon gets 10% off. There's a discount code that you'll get in your welcome email. Okay, so that's pretty awesome. Um, there might be some more stuff there that I'm not thinking of right now. The $5 one's definitely worth $5. The $10, um, let me talk about the $20 one. The $20 one is a monthly live zoom hangout that's the big change that used to be 45 bucks i lowered it to 20 and i told you want more people because we want more people i care more about hanging out with everybody than the big dollar sign on the thing so um if you are at 45 dollars, please downgrade to 20 bucks okay if you have not ever signed up for that, please sign up for it because it's super fun. It's a Zoom meeting, camera on, bring a guitar problem, be like, hey, I've been trying to solve this, I have it, and we all get to hang out. Uh, we do it, right now we're doing it the fourth Sunday of every month. I'm going to put out a, a survey in the next week or so in case we need to change that because if more people join and the majority needs a different day or whatever, we're gonna, we'll talk about that that's what we're going to do, but it's live. It's in person, camera on sound on. If you have been a part of this, there's a few of you that have been a part of this in the past or are a part of it now, please put in the comments how much fun it is because it is really fun. So please do that. It's 20 bucks now instead of 45. I just wanted to make it more fun. The $10 level that's in between what I do is I take those live things and I release them as replays 30 days later. So if you can't afford or can't make the dates or whatever, and you really feel like you just want to do the $10 one, you can watch it as a replay 10, uh, uh, 30 days later. And actually right now, the majority of people on Patreon are at the $10 one and they're the ones that are watching it as a replay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you want to be in the conversation yes. and it's not like right now we talk at you and you can comment back and hopefully we see your comments so we can be interactive in that way but this is literally i mean if you choose to turn your camera on face to face i mean you could still chat in your yeah. questions if you wanted to but you have that op the option to to actually chat talk. with your voice and turn your camera on and have, since the pandemic you've yeah. been probably using zoom for something yeah. you you get the idea oh the other thing that everybody on patreon gets is i'm trying to do trying to do a monthly uh, live stream members only that doesn't have like a hundred people in it. Typically it usually only has about 10 or so. So everybody on Patreon is invited to that as well. 
Are you still going to do that? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. It's a live stream. Yeah, it's all levels. Okay. So here's the thing. That's Patreon. The YouTube member join button down there used to only have one level, five bucks. I went ahead and duplicated all the Patreon levels on YouTube. Everything I just told you is available at the join button right down there. Um, so if you don't want to mess with Patreon, if you don't want to get involved in another thing and another platform, and if you just like, whatever, you can just hit that join button and you can use that instead. Okay. Um, here's what I, this is the one thing I'll tell you. Patreon takes less money than YouTube. YouTube is like 70, 30 and like Patreon's like 10%. I'm not telling you that because I want you to be on either one. You do whatever you want to do. I'm not telling, I'm, that, I'm not saying go over here because it's more money. I'm not saying that. The only reason I'm telling you that is because if you're spending your money, I want you to know where it goes. That is all I'm going to say about it. I don't need, it's, that's it. If it's your money, I just want you to know where it goes. And I'm just trying to be 100% transparent about that. So you feel like you're getting your best value. Um, and YouTube is awesome. So what I do is I just make the same posts, um, members only posts on YouTube, on the community thing every day. Almost every day I'm doing stuff now. So you, you'll see. It's pretty awesome. Anyway, I just want to go through that stuff really quick because it was kind of a big change. And I just wanted to mention it to everybody. Um, if you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out to me. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Questions. All right. <laughs> Ivan says he's going to reassess the value of his other Patreon subscriptions. <laughs> but I don't know at what level he was at i mean i'm excited for the people who actually get to like downgrade because yeah maybe that means they get to support another creator now like yeah. that's cool too agree um yeah brent johnson said you can always sub to both um some people do yeah you absolutely can so the one difference i will say um if you're on youtube so some folks are on both and so you get the advantage if you see those green names and you see icons beside people, they also, they rarely use them, but there are some fun special emojis that they have access to. Um, they get that badge and they're a different color in the mm -hmm. chat. So they do um, kind of stand out to everyone participating in the chat. Um, so I think that's a, kind of a cool feature too. Yep. Um, what else we got? In all there? right, questions. JC says, look up the motion meter oscilloscope okay that's just a statement i guess thanks um jacob Bachover. this is back when you were talking about your shirt hey, he Jacob. said you should sell shirts that say stupid shirt dude this is my stupid shirt <laughs> done done so funny all right Rick Bonneville says, Dylan, what do you think of Rev Amps? Um, I've played them at NAMM. I don't 
the gainier guys really like them. I feel like. I feel like they're kind of like the HNK kind of like, I don't know, like higher gain stuff. I've never connected with them that much. I have played them a few times. Maybe not enough to really give you an opinion because I don't play that kind of music. Um, my stuff is more sloppy and messy and raw, you know, so, but I, um, they're cool and the guys are really cool. Like every time I've interacted with them at NAM and stuff, they've been really cool guys, but I just, um, I don't have enough experience with them to give you a real opinion. It's not my kind of music that usually uses that those. Yeah. So just to clarify, we are currently answering questions that are coming up in the chat. If you want to ask questions. I will specifically call out Mr. K if you have question. Now is the time to answer because we do put a lot of free content out there. Thank you. Well, somebody being a yeah, okay. Um, so Vox Guitars Rock. That's who asked if the bar was open yet. So we covered that one. Um, JC's clarifying. Um. The Mushimeter, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I'm sorry, y'all. It's a Bluetooth Android oscilloscope thing. It's bad booty. It connects to your phone and uses it as a display for the meter itself that's connected by Bluetooth. Mm. Mr. K. This is going to bug me if I don't say something oh, about sorry. it. Oh, sorry. Go where the money is. He always checks Patreon. You know why? I'll tell you why. Um, it's not about the money. I don't care about that. We have 850 videos over the last seven years that I put on YouTube. We produce four videos a week right now. They do not make themselves. It is hours and hours and thousands of dollars of equipment and time that we put into this material every week. I also run another business outside of YouTube. Leslie works full time as well. So I really appreciate the folks that value my time when they ask questions about stuff. And so that's why I check Patreon first because I really value the folks. I appreciate, I say, I should say, I appreciate the folks who value what we do. Okay, let's go. Um, Fox Guitars Rock, I must have put them all together. Are cryogenic tops on acoustics worthwhile or are they mostly hype? So, um, cryogenic stuff is usually metal, right? Like strings and stuff. Um, are you talking about torrified stuff? I I don't I'm not familiar with cryogenic stuff on tops. I do know about torrified stuff where they like try to make it like it's really old. Um, they usually do that with some sort of heat. Are they doing it with cold too? Because that that's I'm, what cryo makes me think. Right, because that's what cryogenic usually is. Um, if they're doing it with tops too. I can't see it being totally a gimmick. Otherwise, they wouldn't put the time into it. I know with strings, um, so like with metal, when you cryogenically treat something, it affects the temper 
and I guess the simplest way to say it is the overall hardness of the metal after it has been worked. So here's the trick. I learned this from Scott at Stringjoy. If you cryogenically freeze the winding on the strings and then you put it on the string, that defeats the purpose because you're uh, manipulating the metal again after you've cryogenically treated it. If you make the string and then it's in its final form and then you cryogenically treat it, then it has full benefits. So cryogenic stuff usually has something to do with the machine, the, um, what's it called? Dave, get in there and help me. Uh, <laughs> what's it called? The temper is not the right word I'm looking for. It's the, it's when a metal is worked, like when it's bent or manipulated. I can't remember what the term is. Anyways, Dave will jump in there. I, he's a machinist. Cool. <clears throat> and anyways, so typically on the torrified stuff, what they're trying to do is remove moisture and um, also crystallize sugars, sap basically, in wood so that it is cured rather than fresh. So just like green wood, like when you get green wood and it doesn't burn in a fire, and when it does burn in a fire, all the sap boils out of it, you don't want that in an acoustic top. That's why they age it for 20 years if they're really good um, because they're trying to get that all that out of there because the wood moves more accurately and sap doesn't come out of it and all that kind of stuff and it doesn't um humidity doesn't affect it as much so we don't know what word you're looking for somebody said fairly sure that's tempering then somebody it, said it is hardness malleable stress malleability stress it, it is it is it's temper it is temper really i guess anyway cool yeah no good question though um so we were talking about um composites right so wayne hussey says mm -hmm. what we don't know is how long composite resins will last not a problem for original owners but down the line perhaps so just not knowing you know like anything you don't know the longevity of something i guess yet I uh, I take issue with that because um, they're pretty good at it. Rob said, can you say sugars again? Did you say something funny? I don't remember you Sugar, saying that. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. That was Rob. <laughs> um, next question. 12-foot chain. Awesome name. Hey, Dylan, just got your center punch pickups. Looking forward to installing them with the Jersey Shore Jimmy Page 21 Tone oh, Mod cool. on my R8 Les Paul. Keep doing what you're doing. Dude, that's going to be sick. And I also think it's really cool that you're taking out the pickups out of an R8 and putting my stuff in there. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. No, dude, you're going you're gonna to like that setup. And Jimmy's wiring stuff is so good. I was actually trying to get a hold of him. Oh, we didn't even talk about buying an Epiphone. So I'm looking right now. I'm trying to locate right now. Um, I was actually going to go try to buy one today, but then they didn't have it. Um, I'm trying to locate one of those ES335 inspired by Gibson Epiphones. Um, it's going to be awesome. 
and we're going to do a bunch of stuff with it. it the jimmy thing reminded me of that because i'm going to try to see if i can get jimmy soldo from jersey shore guitar garage to pop in on the project with a wiring harness for it because it's a 335 and it's a weird the way the wires go around the f hole and stuff he does a really clean version of that and i thought it would be kind of fun uh, to get him involved on that project and then put our pickups in it so um little known fact way back when i was getting started so jimmy at jersey shore guitar garage is the guy who called me when i tell this story about i had a friend who called me and said hey i think you should try um making pickups for this guy blah 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 blah, blah. and i started making pickups for a living it was, was jimmy. it was jimmy from jersey shore guitar garage i've known him for a very long time he used to own a company called dirt bike television up in new york and pennsylvania and stuff and I was in the power sports industry designing dirt bike parts, uh, mechanical engineering stuff, fuel injection, cylinder head stuff. And um, he featured some of my products back then on his TV show. That's how we met. And then years and years go by. I lose track of him. He calls me out of the blue and says, dude, I know you know how to make pickups. You should make pickups. So he's the one that inspired this whole thing. Yeah. So before I mean, we, kind of. Before we get to the epiphone mm -hmm. i think that's where you're headed next um mr k yes has said thanks for the free content you guys are awesome no hard feelings i was having a little fun sorry about being a jerk i have no ill will so i just wanted to thanks to dude. flip the conversation around for no, anybody thanks. who's not watching the comments um since we did speak to you directly so honestly that's why I try to just be as super direct about that stuff as possible because what I think of all of this, and it's honestly why I'll address some people in comments, even if they're mean, like if you look at back in the comments, some of the videos, if they're super, you're not mean, you were not mean at all, but they're even the, but it's hard to read. It, it is, is tough. Hard. Yeah. Like when sometimes it's, you yeah. don't know if there's ill will intended or not. But so what I, I was going to say, what I was going to say is when it really is even really, really angry people, I'm like, dude, if I'm in town, I'll buy you a beer. My motivation for this whole thing is I want to meet as many people as possible and have a community surrounding all this guitar yeah. stuff. So I think it's really cool. And thank you for sticking around and hanging out with us. It's awesome. I appreciate it very much. Rothby Kirkendall. Hello. I just got here. That That's an old name. I really feel like. Yeah, he's been around a lot. Him been a long time though. he used to be a patreon patron too and maybe he is well he's now. in green so he's a youtube oh he's a youtube member. member okay uh rothby if you are just now getting here you're going to want to watch the replay because we changed a bunch of stuff with the patreon thing so just and and the youtube member thing you're and you're gonna like it so check it out you're gonna like it yeah just go back and watch it when you get a chance hear that in a threatening voice you're gonna, you're gonna like it all right because we're so threatening Brett Johnson says, what's your favorite? Oh, okay. Answer this question and then we have to get back to your epiphone. What's your favorite telly combination from your stable of pickups? I like that term. Uh, what's available in your stable? Do I mean, dude, flat sixes are where it's at. They really, really are. I mean, those pickups are so good. Um, in the last few months, I have had the opportunity to test my pickups against a lot of other pickups. Um, 
and let some folks that are, I mean, everybody knows I'm not a very good guitar player. I always say I'm better at making you sound good than I'm making me sound good. <laughs> so I've had the opportunity to have some guys that really can play and really can hear and some studio guys and stuff. And they're like, these things are really, really good. And I, I'm really proud of my flat six pickups. Um, maybe throw a DAF in the neck would be cool too. You know, if you're going to do a humbucker and a single, you know, but it, the flat sixes are so good. Really good. Okay. Before I read another question, you're supposed to talk about FFM. Oh yeah. So I'm buying it. Um, I think I'm going to buy it next week. If I can find it, I'm probably going to have to buy it at a guitar center because they're the only ones that have them. Yeah. Sounds doesn't have it. Sweetwater doesn't have it. Nobody has it. The blue one. The blueberry one. The blueberry. That's right. The reason I'm getting the blueberry one is because, not to go back to this whole Patreon thing again, but one of the other things I do on Patreon and for YouTube members is where I start with it, is, hey, I'm about to buy a guitar for the channel, and a lot of that Patreon money, like, I'm going to use Patreon money to buy this guitar, (laughs) Um, so then typically I'll give them the first shot at buying it when I'm done. And I usually discount it and put new pickups in it. And of course they get the like modded up one after we do all of our videos about it. So anyway, somebody on Patreon was like, I want it if you get the blue one. Yeah. And I already, and already wanted I already wanted the blue one. And then there was a bunch of people that got in the comments were like, that's so ugly. I don't know why you'd get the blue one. And then that's why I put the choice out. I was like who wants it and he's like i want it but i want it to be blue i'm like okay well then i'm still yeah, gonna get we the blue saw one. it it's, it's beautiful so pretty yeah and the trick is the red one doesn't have block inlays the blue one mm-hmm, it's 50 bucks cheaper and it doesn't have a figured top mm-hmm. it only has a plain top and no inlays just dots so i think it's worth the extra 50 bucks and it's a kind of a more unique one, obviously, because like it's hard to find. Mm-hmm. So I think what I'm going to have to do is that goofy thing where you like order it on Guitar Center and have them ship it from another one to where you are and Unless then go the pick it up. Unless the one still has it, we'll just go to that one. Yeah, we might have to go to Madison again next week and see if they still it have it. We won't that far. Mm-mm. So anyway, that's um, the trick. So I'm buying it. Uh, we're going to put DAFs in it. I'm hoping that Jimmy from Jersey Shore Guitar Garage, I'm just going to call him out in public and then maybe he will help me. I'm just kidding. He will. Um, I want to use his wiring harness because it's super clean. The, the way you have yeah, to do those. Open, yeah. And that's like the biggest question that people have been asking. How do you wire that guitar? Because they're such a pain to work on. So we're going to focus a lot on like, you know. He hates it too. Don't worry. Oh, uh, yeah. They're terrible. But the way Jimmy does it makes it a lot easier. So we're going to, I'm going to try to collaborate with him on that. Cool. Be cool. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out for those of you not following along in the comments, Brett Johnson used one of our custom emojis, and I think that's awesome. And Rob just said I bumped back up to the monthly Zoom level, so I know. Sweet dude. Dylan looks forward to chatting with you. Rob's awesome. I, I'm just gonna call out Rob because one of the things I really like about Rob is, um, he's not shy. So he brings really good energy. That's what I like about him. And I'm hoping that 
I know some of the other folks that are going to be a part of the next one and they're going to bring some good energy too. It's going to be really fun. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. They've always been fun, but you're always like, man, if there was three or four more people here, this would be really fun. You know what I mean? Just because it would be more fun. So yeah, more the merrier. It'd be awesome. If it gets too big, then we'll split it up or something. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Another question. Oh, I only have two. Okay. Um, Super guapo. Is that a bad word? No. I don't know. Hi, Dylan. Do you like metal church band? Said they were friends of Metallica or something. Oh, the band metal church? Heck yeah. Back in the day. I don't know who that is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Rob said, I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's weird when you've met people now because I can, like, see him saying that. Like, I totally know that's his personality to Mm -hmm. just say that. Um, I mean, we had coffee one time, but whatever. Yep. Um, Boxer Fencer. Oh, cool name. Can Dylan describe Firebird Humbucker Construction, please? How can one reproduce that sound on the cheap? And his option, oh, and his opinion on, you have to make a darker background. Contrast is not accessible right now. His opinion on conversion necks on strap bodies. How does it affect sound? conversion necks on strat bodies first you have to ask about firebird thank you that's way better firebird humbucker construction okay they're basically little tiny bobbins with bars in them so a normal humbucker has a big bar that goes underneath it i guess it does too but instead of having like individual little slugs on one side and screws on the other it has screws on one side and little slugs on the other a little um, one big bar on the other um it's a good pickup to use if you don't know what your string spacing is like if you're using some kind of alternative string spacing a firebird pickup is a good one to use that's well a mini humbucker then a firebird pickup is actually two bar magnets there it's basically just a a blade humbucker more or less kind of but smaller so if you uh, a Firebird pickup is a great one to use if you don't know your string spacing or if you're using something wacky, if you're like putting a humbucker in a ukulele or something like that's what you, uh, that that's what fun. it does. <laughs> Sorry. It, it does. Easily distracted. Metal Hawaii. That's a great band name. Anyways. I mean, there's a dude that can play the heck out of a ukulele. So somebody's doing oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that can. And they play electric ones too. I'm, anyway, yeah. Did you talk about the neck? Uh, conversion neck on a strat. Um, probably the reason this is coming up is because of my strat video about scale length, why it doesn't sound like a Les Paul. There was. Um, You're making a lot of assumptions. Well, he just wants to know your opinion on conversion necks on strat bodies and does it affect sound? Um, yeah, totally. Because when you change the scale length, it changes everything. Um, it changes where your pickup placement should be. And since you don't move your pickups, you only make the scale length different. Uh, yeah, it changes a lot of stuff. Um, and it does sound different. It does sound different. I can't really give you a, what it's supposed to sound like because it's its own animal. You know, um, It's not a comparison with another instrument as much as it's making its own animal. Very unique. You make your own animals? Yeah. 
All right. Um, pretty, pretty caught up. You have a, a few minutes to ask some more questions if you have them. And as long as there's super chats, we will stay here. But finishing 17 minutes early is unheard of. So. It is weird, right? Well, we didn't we, have as much on the front end. We I think. are here. Oh, somebody asked a question. Keep them coming, y'all. I'll take the next. Wait, few. who makes holsters? Rothby. Rothby Kirkendall. Like what kind of holsters? I don't know. I told him I wanted to see. So I'm assuming he knows how to get in touch with you somewhere. Yeah, Rothby Kirkendall. What kind of holsters? Yeah, we want to know. I'm interested. BC Rich wants to know too. So because I have, uh, we're here for it. I have a holster, and I'm not a big fan of it. And it's, um, it's. You don't even know. It, well, it's not a common application. Is the problem? I had a hard enough time finding the one I have. Well, we'll see what he says. Yeah, I'm interested. David Carter wants to know: Is it true that many humbuckers were meant to sound like PAFs? I have them in my Riviera, and they sound very smooth by comparison to me. I don't know if they were necessarily meant to sound like PAFs. This is my impression, and y'all can get in the comments and talk about it if you want. I always Mixed was leather holsters. Oh, interesting. I was always under the impression that the Firebird same BC Rich. He's left-handed too. He said I'm left-handed and mine mostly suck. Yeah. Yeah, and I paid like a hundred bucks for this like one that was supposed to be really good um appendix carry and then it, you can move it to the back like a four o'clock and i haven't used it once i don't even like it um i paid like a hundred bucks for it you already said that Ugh, it was just anyway it's back there like rattling around in the cabinet so my impression was of the firebird is that it was in com like competition with like jaguar firebird right so they're trying to make like a fancy different animal than their normal guitar. So they made the mini humbucker to go in it. I could be completely wrong about that, but I always got that impression that that was kind of the thing. So I don't necessarily know that it was supposed to be the same thing or a copy of something else. You know, um, same technology, same theory, different format, more or less. And it, which is exactly what it is. And they sound different for sure. Uh-oh. Jim Woodard. I know. I can't hit it yet. He's also in Virginia Beach, by the way. I heard. I saw him say. <laughs> Super chat. Thanks, Jim. Got an Epiphone. Uh, Gibson 335 and later played the Epiphone. That Epi is d definitely a great guitar. I'm thinking about using one of those as a backup. Dude, I'm excited. If you need a backup, what do you do? do I you play music right have now? never owned a 335 anything. And so I'm very excited to own one for a couple months <laughs> till it goes to its new home. I really, really am really stoked about this, actually. I've never had one. Ready? More mm -hmm. questions? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Brett Johnson just signed up on Patreon, decided to pull the trigger early. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, dude. Um... Let's see. I was trying to go in order that I saw him. Fat Philosopher says, Rosewood, maple, or ebony? 
he asked about fretboards earlier, I think. Is that fretboards or necks? I don't know. That's fretboards. Fretboards. Uh, all of the above. <laughs> I'm not super picky. If I'm going to have a Fender style guitar, I will pick a rosewood fretboard based on how it looks. And also the way they do the edges of it. I like that better. But I will also play a telly with a maple neck. A strat with a rosewood neck fretboard. A telly with a maple neck or a rosewood. Um, an ebony fretboard. Oh, Nick is about to pop off. Nick Winning says, just checking in to say hi before I get some shut out. It's 2 a.m. over here in the UK. P.S. The pickups made it to the in-laws in plenty of time for their flight. Good night, Excellent. everyone. Thank so you, So I Nick. just wanted, I Good. knew that was on our plate. So I'm glad that yeah. you were here and that you got your stuff. Yeah. Nick ordered pickups the other day and he was like, I'm worried about getting them. He, he wanted to get them to a certain spot by a certain time and whatever. And it was kind of within the normal. Usually it takes about two weeks to fulfill orders. And so I... Banged one out for him, so I'm glad we, we got him sorted. I'm sorry that's pretty I interrupted awesome. you. No, no, that's okay. I don't remember what I was saying anyway. Oh. Um, I think we have a... I have a delay over here. Like, a significant delay. Do you? Oh. Yeah. Like, not even showing up. Hey, Nick Garrity. It what is... went off the screen, and it's still... Oh, I'm in the wrong screen. Just kidding. What is an MYR? <laughs> Nick, if you could tell me what that currency is, I'd be curious to know because I want to know where you're from. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. I did it too soon, but that is another super chat. <laughs> Mr. Goat wants to know. <laughs> Leslie, does nah. Dylan snore? Did you say nah? <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes, he Not does. Not very often. Every night. <laughs> yes, he does. The thing is, now that we live in a motorhome, there's no escaping it. We used to have, like, if I had a really bad night and I wasn't feeling good, a lot of times I'd snore so bad and she would go sleep in the spare room. And we can't do that now. Because <laughs> we yes, don't. he does. I mean, our bedroom is only fit, like 12 feet over there. So, anyway, it's funny. We, we laughed so it's funny that somebody wants to ask a personal question like that we uh, we were laughing about doing a not guitar related ask me anything so maybe we should yeah people are curious um brett wants to know do i snore yep every day no only when you're not feeling well yeah yeah that's what i would have said but i could have been wrong too i guess um, all right, hang on. I missed a question. So Nick says that's Malaysian ringgit. Sweet. Thanks, man. That's so cool. We need to do, we need to do another or like update. Leslie did this thing for a while um, where we were doing, she had this map that she was keeping where all of our customers were. Maybe we need to figure that out. It would be neat to have some kind of like check-in where people could tell tell us where. Uh, maybe I'll do that uh, as a post on YouTube and see if we can tell, get as many people I to tell us where. I would love to have like a pinned post 
in our group or something. Oh, in the Facebook oh, group? Oh, but not everybody's on Facebook. I would like, selfishly, I would like to know where everybody was at so that when we come to an area, maybe they don't, if they're not Patreon, they don't know we're there, mm-hmm. but we could reach out to people. Yeah. I wonder how we could do that to figure out a way to, to see if we could know where people are. Because as we, we can't drive to Malaysia, I'm sorry, Nick, but as we drive around, we just realized that a bunch of you are in like the Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania area. And I'm like, dang it, man, we should drive over there. And where it's going to be on our way where we're going, we should drive over there and try to meet up with a bunch of people. So it's something that I'd really like to do for sure. Somebody just, uh, I think Mr. Cage does a question actually. Weren't PAFs made to sound like P90s without the hum? Yeah, actually. Um, I don't want to say made to sound like, but it was to solve the problem. Exactly what you're saying. So um, P90s are 10,000 winds of 42 gauge wire. And so they're like, well, let's just take 5,000 winds and put it on this bobbin and 5,000 winds and put it on this bobbin. It was like literally that much thought. I mean, <laughs> more than that, I'm sure. But Dave said he's never heard himself snore. Fake news. Exactly. And Charles Wallace said they claim I snore as well, but I've never heard it. <laughs> I've also stayed up all night. I still don't believe them. <laughs> um, Fat Philosopher said he just became a Patreon. Dude, so right on, you. man. I think he was inspired. He didn't know about the discount. And he was like, wait, what? Oh, because he's bought a bunch of pickups. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the dark side. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you too, honestly. I I would not be offended if you became a Patreon for a couple of months because you were ordering some stuff and then you quit again. Like, I mean, I totally get it. Because you're going to get hooked in one of the stuff. I t- no, not kidding. even that. I mean, I totally get it. And it wouldn't even bother me. You know, like, it's like that. I'm that chill about it. Like, wouldn't even bother me. Um... All right, I had another question I thought. Oh, Rob wants to know, how do you store pickups in a safe way so they don't want to hug each other and mess up their polarities? Uh, I love that. Not touch, not bump. Well, I mean, if you just let them fall together, it'll be north, south, north, south, north, south, north, south. So it won't hurt it. And the real answer is we don't store them because they're custom made. That's the real answer. I actually, yeah, but most people do though. You know, a lot of people, especially guys like Rob and a lot of you who have constant little projects going, you'll have parts that they, you took out of a guitar or you bought a guitar on Craigslist and you pulled pickups out of it or you swapped something. So you end up have you end up over the years with a drawer full. And yeah, that is a common question. If you mm. just, if you just, first of all, ceramic pickups will never, okay. So here is a real answer. Because you've been giving them fake answers? No, that was kind of a basic answer. There is kind of a real answer. Okay. Alnico pickups. Spoon and pickups. Exactly. Alnico pickups, north, south, north, south, north, south, north, south. But if you just let them fall together, they'll do that by themselves. Ceramic pickups won't ever demagnetize. But a ceramic pickup can affect the polarity of an Alnico pickup. So, don't store them together. Mm. Yeah. So, if it's got the bar on the bottom, 
usually. You know, like a Squire pickup has a ceramic bar on the bottom. Don't don't store it with a Elnico pickup. To be safe. Um, Might not ever really matter, but to be safe. Charles Wallace wants to know, what is the album for next week? That's a great question. Oh, dude. Hang on. Do you have one? Let me look. Let's call it. Let's call it right now. And I talked to... I had a list. I actually made a list tonight. Uh, I don't know. Where's that? Well. Hmm. We could get super weird. Oh, and I did look into the whole Mike Ivy coil splitting a pickup three ways with a three-way switch. Of course you did, because he's not here to remind you Because he's not tonight. here. And I wanted to make sure I did not forget. And I don't think it can be done. Mm. Not the way he wants to do it. It can. There are things that can be done, but not the way he wants to do it. You would need a super switch for that. Gotcha. Um. Alright, well, everybody's been asking about Paul Pena or Beth Hart. Two bands, two people that I'm not familiar with. Well, I'm kind of familiar with Beth Hart. Which Beth Hart record should we listen to? If you don't know, that's okay. We'll just pick one. But if you are in the comments and I know some of you suggested it, then we will listen to one next week. All right. Let's answer some more questions while they do that. Okay, let's do it. Um, Fat Philosopher wants to know, how do you do a search on the Patreon app on the iPhone? I have no idea. What do you mean? How do you search for um, who you're following? I don't know. So if you're in Patreon on your iPhone, on the bottom right, there's an account button. And it will show you your memberships. Um, and then it will show you everybody that you're following, which then takes you to their page and their community and all that. I think that's what you're asking because you said you already joined. To make it easy... It's patreon.com slash Dylan Talks Tone like everything else. Yeah, but I think he said he already joined. Oh, okay. So if he's asking how to find it on his phone, because when you go to your dashboard, it like, I don't know. My dashboard looks oh. different because I'm a creator also. But um, in the bottom right, See, your account, the... and then you have a membership tab. Yeah, and I can't tell you because I don't know because I don't look. At... Mine yeah. doesn't look the same. Um, Jason Albert says when are you going to get the svr hat what is that what's the s <laughs> okay i made a post <laughs> there are lots of laughing emojis so i'm apparently oh this is my goodness this joke. is so is funny this? this is really funny okay so I'm i waiting. made a i made a post the other day i'm about to show you um on our community on our community post on on youtube and let me see if it's here oh man it's like not it's locked up and it won't show me right now okay so anyways i made a post the other day about stevie ray vaughn because i was literally to the point i was like at my wits end the other day because everybody that was commenting about all these videos that i've been making lately i mean these videos i make are not myths like they are literally like if this guitar has this in it this guitar has this in it it's not rocket science it's not hard and it's not like i didn't make it up 
and it's not like it's they are facts right and everybody not everybody but there was a lot of people that were like I disagree and I, you know, whatever. And I'm like, how can you disagree with a fact that is a thing? Like, this is made out of this. This is made out of this. I don't get it. So I posted this thing about Stevie Ray Vaughan. And it was like, this is how you get Stevie Ray Vaughan's tone. You argue about it more on Facebook. And it was like 10 things. And one of them was, you have to get the cool hat. Hmm. And people were like, you should have said i sent you the meme he's like you should have a um sorry you should have a signature hat and i was like i do and i posted a link to my dylan hat (laughs) Mm. which nobody bought it but oh the other thing is below the video down there the sasquatch shirt is available now it's the best. Those are my two favorite shirts I've ever made at Dylan Talks Tone. The the Ludicrous Tone shirt. I'll tell you something interesting. The Ludicrous Tone shirt, the reason it says Ridiculous Tone is because YouTube wanted to copyright infringe me over Ludicrous Tone because that was like Elon Musk's word. So I had to change the title of it to ridiculous but the, the shirt says ludicrous tone and i took a picture of our motorhome and i photoshopped the wings from the motorhome in Spaceballs, and that's where that came from and then the other one was a long time ago i made a meme of sasquatch holding a les paul and it was really funny and it did really well on the internet. And so I, I'm not a Les Paul guy, so I made it a strat. So there's a shirt down there that is the Sasquatch with a, with a strat. And Dylan talks tone shirt. So anyway, it's available now. All right. I'm not going to take any more comments, but we're going to finish up the ones we have. Okay. Fat Flasher said, Leslie called me out. Plan to order a set of humbuckers once I settle on a guitar to put them in. <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome. I love it. Thank you. Mr. Goat, are the recently upgraded eligible for this month or does it start next month? Uh, This month. Yeah, it should be immediate. Yeah, absolutely. Right now. Um, You'll see a bunch of stuff immediately. And the other thing. Stop talking. We're never going to get through these questions. Well, but this is really important. Okay. All of the back issue stuff, like all of the earlier, you know, when I told you we release it 30 days later and whatever. So even if you just joined today, there's like 30 hours of content that you get right away. So next. I think there's a mosquito in here. Yeah, I've been chasing a couple of bugs around. You saw me probably swatting at them. Everybody saw you. Um, Cecil Music. Why do most humbuckers, when coil split, give an anemic single coil tone and never seem to sound as good as an actual single coil? Because your ear doesn't perceive the sound. It cuts away 50% of the sound. And there's really no way. Your ear just perceives half of the volume going away. And... um 
that's that's why that's why our center punch pickups don't do that because the way we wind them you lose only about 30 25 to 30 percent and so you don't perceive as much of a volume difference um, if any of you who have my center punch pickup and have coil split it in the comments you can probably attest to it it doesn't volume drop hardly at all compared to a regular one Vinny's world says that I spelled ludicrous like the person instead of ludicrous. That's probably why YouTube did it. So I probably have a t-shirt that is spelled wrong. Okay, we're going to leave it though. I think it's funny. It is really funny. Thanks, Vinny's world. Anyway, go ahead. Mark Hot wants to know, have you ever played a Brian May guitar? Could you put some of your pickups in it? I have, and those are so weird and so hard to make. And so one-off um, that I had never had any interest in doing it because there's there's no way that it's it's not scalable. I couldn't make them to sell them. It's just mm -mm. nope. <laughs> Terry Heim says I see musician's friend has the Epiphone ES three thirty five Blueberry Burst in stock for they, five ninety nine. They do, they do, and that's probably going to be my backup plan is to have that shipped. I'm going to be near my aunt's house in the next couple of weeks, so I may have it shipped there. Um, that's my backup plan. Daniel Bell says, can a pickup with rod magnets be remagnetized while still in the bobbin with the wire? Yes, that's how you do it. I actually don't even magnetize pickups until they're all done. Uh, you just take two neodymium magnets, strong ones. The ones I use are one inch in diameter, by one eighth inch thickness, one's north and one's south. You put them in a little bench vise and you just go like this in between. But you have to make sure that their polar, the polarity is correct, you know, north up or south up to match your other set of pickups in your guitar. But yes, absolutely, can totally be done. Fat Philosopher says, thoughts on the sawtooth guitar that had two humbuckers and three single coils all in the same guitar. That is crazy. I didn't see it. That means he has no thoughts. I have no thoughts. All right. Daniel Bell just got here a minute ago. Isn't the original Firebird pickup a hot... Oh, I think you read that. And with the bar magnet instead mm -hmm. of pole pieces. Mm -hmm. Okay. See? That's what you get for skipping around. Sorry. Daybell says, can I ask a question about your review of the Fender with humbuckers? Hmm. I guess he's asking a question about can he ask a question. I don't I don't know if that's the question. Oh, you can ask a question if you're quick. Um Whoops. Next time just ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Can you ask the question? That's what my grandpa would have said. I don't know, can you? That's what she says to the kids too. Can I do this? I don't know. Can you? Anyway, we're all caught up. I'm going right. to call it there. Cool. It is and it is 830. So we typically go about an hour and a half usually. So yeah, you so guys. Thanks. Yeah, we're, we're going to go sneak out and see who signed up for what. And that's exciting. Yeah, this is super fun. Um, for those of you that are on YouTube, you don't get a welcome email when you join as a member on YouTube. So hit me and I'll give you the discount code for the for the website. Can That's you put one. it in a top secret post? 
Oh, I, yes, I can put it in a top secret post. I will. Can do you that. pin anything? Uh, no, but I can put it in a top secret post. I'll do that. Okay. You guys are awesome. This has been super fun. Uh, we will see you on Monday. The video on Monday coming out. Uh, for those of you that are not on Patreon or on YouTube, who have already seen it, is how to play your guitar, overdrive, dirty and clean, with no pedals. So it's pretty cool. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll see you next time.